Welcome to the Purple and Gold Podcast. Derek Hansen with you from the Mighty 790 KFGO in Fargo, host of Couch Potato Radio, the host of News and Views, also on the News and Views Radio Network and the Mighty 790. Joel Heitkamp is with us. Two big Viking fans. Big news in the past 24 hours. Kyle Rudolph is going to remain a Viking. And Joel, the night of the draft when uh, Irv Smith Jr. was drafted, you texted me. Does this mean that Rudy is gone? And I said, I think so. I mean, I think this was with the money that he was making. I think you and I are both a little bit surprised that he's back. I'm really surprised. In fact, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Derek. I was disappointed. I thought that was money that could be saved and spent in a better way. I think that Kyle Rudolph can catch the ball. That isn't my point at all. I think that the biggest thing with Kyle Rudolph that we have to keep in mind, though, is he's not a physical tight end. He's really not. If you watch him on the line and you watch him block, he's not going to be the best blocking tight end you've ever seen. After he catches the ball, if you find a 5'10 cornerback that actually can get after a person, he's going to tackle Kyle Rudolph. It's not going to take two people to, to tackle him. So, I think there's better tight ends out there. I think that we've got one that we just drafted that we could give a shot to. Um, I would have saved the money, I guess. Okay, but they did save $4 million dollars by doing this however yeah. they adjust adjusted I, I know you're caught in this i think you've been sauced and here's what i mean you you, you like guys like jim klein's house are going to knock people over right right but i as far as the receiver i mean when you look at kyle rudolph he moves chains right he catches touchdowns he has the most tight ends of any viking ever a 41 compared to steve jordan's 28 I understand what you're saying, if that's the criticism you want to have him, but he's still very effective for what he does, moving chains and catching touchdowns. I like that, much the way Chris Carter did as a wide receiver. Well, I prefaced everything by saying he can catch the ball. And I would also add this. uh, Football's about seams. He knows where the seams are, and he finds a way to get open. I'll give that to him. Uh, And as a member of the community, he's one of the most charitable guys you can ever have. In our community in Fargo here, he really came through a number of times. But... That's still a lot of money. You can say you saved $4 million. Uh, You know what I think the Vikings needed. They need people that can block. They need people that are physical. They have enough athletes, it seems to me, that can catch the ball. I want offensive linemen. I want that money to go to them. Don't you think? Uh, don't you think there's a situation here, though? I, I really believe this. When you look at just weapons for Kirk Cousins, that... I don't think that they are better without him in 2019. Well, I think when you talk about Kirk Cousins, I don't think Kirk Cousins will ever really show what he can do as a Minnesota Viking until you get him a pocket. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about how he has to step up in the pocket. Totally I agree. agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Get that. But he has to have a pocket. I mean, the, the offensive linemen last year looked like they were bullfighting. You know, just let them get by you without getting hit. And uh, that can't be the case anymore. Well, I disagree with you totally i think he sometimes they create a pocket for him and he doesn't make it for him you have to step up but when you and i will disagree on that forever because mm-hmm. you could see case keenum and you see even see with tom brady he does that a lot i mean that's what marino used to do you have to step it was the knock on him in washington too if riley reef is pushing the guy to the outside like which they're taught to do you got to step up and make that tough throw so. but kirk cousins got happy feet at the end of the year Correct. and the reason he got happy feet by the end of the year was because he'd been knocked 
cracked on his can so many times. Uh, it, you talk about Tom Brady. There are a lot of plays with Tom Brady that after that pass is delivered, he's still standing watching the play. Not so much with Kirk Cousins last year. He was on his butt a lot. That's because he didn't step up. Well, <laughs> and, but you, you and I both understand that after so long, it makes you so nervous that you're not as good of a quarterback right. as you could be. Well, that's why, I mean, you go back to when uh, Favre got railed against the Saints in that NFC Championship game. They want him to think about it. And and that's what defenses do, too. They'll maybe sometimes take a 15-yard hit to make that quarterback think about the rest really, of the game. Really? Yeah, you, that happens you, you, all the time. Do you think pitchers pitch inside on purpose? Right. Do you it's, think? it's the same thing, it's right? It's called ball. It's, right. it's the way the game's played. Yeah, and there's no question. It is going to be interesting, though. I mean, the question still going to be the, with the offensive line. They draft a lot of guys, whether or not they can step up or some of the second-year guys like an O'Neal, for instance, can do it. But as far as looking at them on paper, they they have their roster now, right? I mean, we know what yeah. they're going to have here. A month and a half, they report to Egan for training camp. It's hard to believe. Yeah, they're long at the corners. They're yeah. long at the D-back position. Uh, they've got Anthony Barr coming back, uh, which made sure that they were still solid at the linebacker position. Uh, you, you know, Joseph's still there, and I heard he's eating as we speak. Speak, uh, you know, he's hungry. I- exactly. So uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we're still just as solid as we have been. The key to the defensive side of the ball is to not be on the field for more than <laughs> half right. a game. Agreed. Get off on third down, which they've always been pretty good at under Mike Zimmer. But that's something that. Can but the, but also going back to your point, then you've got to get first downs. Yep. And if that's why Kyle Rudolph is your guy, you know, you don't have to always score. But you have to get first downs. You can't be in and out after three. They were a lot last year. Yep, they were a lot last year. Yeah, that, that was they were a three and out way too much. There's no question because, especially in your deep end, we talk about turnovers how crucial they are. Well, if you have a quick three and out, that's almost like a turnover because you're putting the ball right away. Can I ask you just one? Is Zimmer a good coach? Well, I think he's a, he's a good coach. Is he a great coach yet? No. I mean, I mean, you can't put him in the great – he's been to one NFC Championship game as a head coach. But I, I think he's a very good coach. I, I, I think they play for him. I think they want to play for him. I think he finds that fine line from being a little too easy on the guys and being – too much of a player's coach, and then being just a total jerk. I think we saw a little bit of the opposite ends of the spectrum with that with Leslie Frazier and Brad Schulers. I think he's somewhere in the middle, and that's a good thing. I think this is going to be a, a telltale year for him. Right. I, I really do, because the players are in place, the team has been built, uh, the facility is there. You couldn't have a better practice facility. You right. and I have both been there. He has all the tools he needs, and if he doesn't produce this year, he's not going to be that loved in Minnesota. Well, I think both he and Rick Spielman, this is kind of they they got one year after this year, you know, which is something they always want to have an extension after that. If you're a general manager and coach, I mean, they, they have through 2020, which in the grand scheme of things is not that big of a deal. Well, I mean, the new model for head coaches is not the model that Zimmer is. I mean, the new model is younger, more yeah, aggressive, right. more energy. Uh, Offensive-minded. Right. Most people don't know the age of Pete Carroll. They don't know that he was on the Viking staff years ago with <laughs> Bud Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, but yet he still looks like a kid on the sidelines. Uh, Zimmer isn't that model. He's old school, and if he doesn't connect this year, I just... I don't see him being around that long. I think, yeah, if they don't win the division, I think that both he and Rick Spielman might be on the outside looking in. Yeah. I really do. I, it's just kind of how it goes in the NFL, right? It's not well, that they're bad at what they do. It's just at some point, it's much like Ron Gardner. I don't think he was bad with the Minnesota Twins, but they just need a new voice. But don't you think they'll be judged by Cousins? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be the report card. Well, and that's just it. If he falls on his face, that was Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer's guy. Yeah, you know, they, Spielman made the move. You know, and and all of it was. I mean, the playbook there was not about who. It was. It it simply said, "Go get the best one available." It didn't say who. It didn't say develop. Right. It didn't say, okay, this is our guy. It said, go get the best one available. And in the end, that might bite him in the, in the keister. Yeah, they got to two years to think about it on that three-year guaranteed contract. Joel, thanks so much. Won't be long. We'll be down in Egon. It's just hard to believe, isn't it, that we're a month and a half away? Well, you know me. I mean, uh, as much as I love baseball and as fun as this Minnesota Twins team is, I'm already thinking about yeah. football. It would be nice if your Yankees could have swept the Indians. I'm just saying. <laughs> My Yankees are tied for first the last time I looked. They and almost got swept by Cleveland, though. Cleveland. Do you know how many injuries the Yankees have? A lot. A yes. lot. <laughs> and yet they're playing at the top in their division, which is a much tougher division than what the Oh, they the got Twins Tampa in. Bay and that's it. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, you think Boston's easy? You know, they're oh, not. True. And they will make a surge yeah. after the All-Star game. See, there's a good excuse for you to go down on Monday. And just cheer for the Twins because they're playing your hated Red Sox. Do you want some speculation, but speculation from a really good source that uh, knows people involved with Major League Baseball? Hmm. Big Poppy was messing around with a drug dealer's wife. Man, that was the, that's kind of the uh, scuttlebutt, isn't it? My goodness. Big Poppy, one of the better guys that you'll ever meet. but that Doesn't mean you should get shot, but no. <laughs> uh, you start messing around with a drug dealer's wife, you're, you could get shot. Is that an okay thing to I, say? I think that would be a fair. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's not the, uh, the way that you want to go. Yeah. But the guy who uh, shot shot him, uh, he, he certainly got uh, a little vigilanteism on him. Holy cow. My goodness. <laughs> Would you call that close range? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right. Derek Hansen, Joel Heitkamp, thanks so much for being with us. The Purple and Gold podcast here. And uh, enjoy it. Viking season just around the corner. Oh,